Tefillah is something which for Shetzach we can speak about for hours and for weeks. We've got about half an hour to speak about Tefillah. I decided to pick one aspect of Tefillah which is perhaps relevant to the period of year that we're holding in, the period of the nine days. We know that the Chum Beit HaMikdash was due to Sinat Chinam, to Lashon etc. So I want to spend these few minutes we've got together to discuss the Tefillah which we say at the end of each Shemona Esther. The truth is that our Shemona Esther, as you all know, finishes with Hamavari Chesam Yisrael Basholim. Once you get to Hamavari Chesam Yisrael Basholim, you can answer Kaddish, you can answer Kedusha, etc. But after you finish Shemona Esther. Afterwards, after Hamavari Chesam Yisrael Basholim, the Gemarim Bracha said that each one of the Amayoyim added on a private supplication, a private Tefillah. And the Gemara, a whole omelet of the Gemara goes through <coughs> how each Amayoyim had his own personal bakosha, which he added to the Vainish One of those bakoshas, the bakosha of Mabre Dravina, that's the one we chose, and that's the one which Vaisakhais, the Masajah Tfilah thought, which is most appropriate to us. And that was the Tfilah of Alekai, Nitsoli Shoni Mayos Fasimid Abe Mirmo. The Tfilah that we asked the Vainish Lalim Nitsoy to help me guard my lips, Mayor, from speaking bad about other people, from speaking Lashanarat. If Lashanarat was the cause of Khuban Bay Samikdash, then Atkhanam was the cause of Khuban Bay Samikdash and Adayim. It seems that we haven't been stuck and we haven't put that right because we haven't yet been zeichet to binyan beis hamikdash. They decided that the tefillah which is appropriate from all those tefillahs, the one which is perhaps most appropriate for us to take, is the tefillah of alekain yisraeli shoni meyor. We don't need to get up here and speak about the chaim of loshon hara. Everyone knows the chaim of loshon hara. Just a couple of pointers. The loshon rambam, quite scary. The loshon rambam says like this: ve'elu ve'elu hein she'en lahem chelik loylam abor. The Mishnah starts off, Kol Yisrael Yeshalem Chelik Loelim Abba. The most Yidin have a Chelik Loelim Abba. But the Elu, there are some exceptions. Sheinlem Chelik Loelim Abba. Ela Nichlosim Vaoidim. They get cut off. They perish. V'Nidoinim Al Goydel Rishom V'Chatosim Loelam Loelme Elamim. Who is in this elite category? This elite group of the Einlem Chelik Loelim Abba. But rather people who will be, who will be punished. Loelam Loelme Elamim. Says the Rambam Lali Chaminim Bafikosim. You've got Bafikosim. Hakoifim b'tayra, people are koifim b'tayra. Hakoifim b'tchias hamesim and b'beis hamashiach. All gishmakilis the machtiyeh harabim, people who not only do averis, but rather a machshel other people to do averis. Vayis averis biadrama b'fahesia, people who do oisay, people who do perform averis b'fahesia. Ubalei loshnora. So balei loshnora in this elite category of the koifim and the koifim b'tayra smayish, koifim b'tchias hamesim, koifim b'beis hamashiach. These are people Shailem Khalik Lulamaba. What's Takab Shah that speaking Lashnara is so bad, it's so chomo? In the end of the day I didn't even do anything, I didn't hit him, I didn't I didn't physically abuse him, I just said something. Now there's nothing further from the truth than this old English expression that sticks and stones can break my bones bones and words can never hurt me. It's the biggest shekel which is in the world. The Rabbanishim created the world Sheishis may breishis with the koyach adibu. B'dvar Hashem shamayim nasu. The Rebbeinu didn't have the offer to roll up his sleeves and create the world. Didn't take out his hammer and his toolbox. B'dvar Hashem shamayim nasu. The Rebbeinu created the world. B'asom ma'moyis nivoylam. The Rebbeinu b'yoyim elikim, b'yoyim elikim. Everything was done, was done with Amira. So if the, the koyach of Amira, the koyach of a word, is so awesome that it can create the yeshmei the entire world was done through Koyach Amir, then us as human beings, being Mitzalem and Akim, we have to understand that with this power of speech, we can create. If the Rebbeinu can create, we can also create. We can, we can create relationships, for example. Rebbeinu left said over, that he holds that the word Loshoin, which is a tongue, is the same show as the word Losh. 
Losh is to knead. What do you do when you knead? You take over fine particles of flour, you add water, you knead it together. So you've taken small particles and you've bound them together into one. You've formed a new substance from smaller, from smaller substances and smaller particles. You've created, you've been mechaber. You've joined together to make one. That's what the kirch loshin can do. A loshin, a tongue, the, the, the power of the, of the word, the verbal word, can create relationships. Different people, join them together to become one. And that's why we start Yom Kippur, Tzilis Yom Kippur with Kol Nidre, we start speaking about the Torah HaPeh. In fact, once asked some, some, some Talmudim that how can you have something, something kosher, which becomes trace without anything happening to it. it didn't, you didn't cook it in a, fresh, in a tray for frying pan, no chazah tray fell in, how is it shah to have something which is kosher, nothing happened to it and become trace. So one said, Bosashin Salim in which I was in the spell, so I didn't think of that one. That's only Drabono. One said, Also true, just time. But how can you have something that instantly becomes trace without anything happening to it? And the answer is the Shetok in the beginning of Pasha's Matas. If you've got an apple, an apple is Tosha. If someone then makes a nade, he's not going to eat apples, that apple becomes him Chazatrait. And he's over a lab if he eats the apple. The same, as if it, he's, he's the same way he'd be over a lab if he eats Chazat. It became trace. What happens to the apple? Nothing. But by me saying the word of mouth, by me saying a nader, I promise I'm not going to eat apples, it becomes trace. Because if Dibu can create the whole world, if the Kayach HaPeh is something which is, can create something out of nothing, then it can also create Isuin. Because the human being is made with Salam Aleikim. In fact, we've got a mitzvah say of Zohar Esash Oseloch Hashem Lekechel and Miriam, which we know that there's a mitzvah to remember what happened to Miriam that she spoke Rosh about Moshe. Now, I want to ask you a question, a question which perhaps you haven't thought of before, but it's a Gewaldige Kasha. Moshe and Aaron didn't go into Etisol. Why did they not go into Etisol? They didn't go into Etisol because of the Chet Meim Riva, as they in Pasha Chukka. Miriam wasn't involved in Chet Meim Riva. Why was Miriam Hanavir and Ozechus going to go into Etisol? Moshe didn't go, he was punished for Chet Meim Riva. Aaron didn't go, he was punished for Chet Meim Riva. Why did Miriam not go into, the, into, into Etisol? No one seems to ask the Kasha. The Chassam Seifer asks the Kasha. And the Chassam Seifer says, Dava Mavil Mamish. Chassam Seifer says, If you think that Moshe and Aaron didn't go into Etisol, they weren't Zechus going to Etisol because of Chait Meim Riva, it's a mistake. It was not because of Chait Meim Riva that they didn't go into Etisol. Nova. Miriam Anavia spoke Lashon Ho about Moshe Rabbeinu. So who did she speak? She spoke to Aaron. Shedach and Nigmar and Eirechin, Lashon Ho, Hoyek Shlesha. Lashon Hara kills, affects three people. The Medaber, the one who speaks Lashon Hara. The Shemea, the one who hears the Lashon Hara. Umisha Medabin Orav, the person, the subject who the Lashon Hara was spoken about. Here we have a situation. Miriam Anavir was the Medaber. Medaber. Aaron Akoin was the Shemea. And Moshe Rabbeinu was the Misha Medabin Orav. Therefore, if you want to know why they all were not Zeichot to go into Etisol, it was because of the hate of Lashon Hara. Miriam spoke Lashon Aaron listened to Lashon Hara, Moshe Rabbeinu was the subject a bit about who the Lashon Hara was spoken, he was also punished for not going to Etisol. I say in the Torah that, that Moshe and Aaron didn't go in because of Chet Meim Riva, says the Chassam Sefer like this. If you analyze the Medaber, the Shemeah and the Misha Medaber in Allah, who is the worst? You understand that the worst person is the Medaber, the one who spoke to Lashon Hara. Second in line is the, the Shemeah. And, the, and the, the one who did least strong is perhaps Misha Medaber in Allah. Says the Chassam Sefer, the Elige Chassam Sefer. Moshe and Aaron, because they weren't the Medaber, although they were involved, involved in the Lashon because they weren't the Medaber, therefore they were given a second chance to be misucking, a second chance, if they did the Naveri through 
Dibble of Lashon Hara, through that parish of Lashon Hara, which is Dibble, they had the opportunity to correct that and to put that right by the Dibatim al If you speak to the rock, if you use your Korach Dibble in a positive way, that way you can counteract the Dibble of Lashon Hara. Miriam and Avi- they didn't do that, they messed up on their Madrega, therefore they didn't go in. Why did they not go into the Chet of Lashon Hara? Miriam and Avia, she was the worst, she was the Medabeth, therefore she wasn't, she wasn't even given the opportunity to, to, to have a second chance. So in the end of the day, Moshe Rabbeinu, Aaron Akai, and Miriam and Avia, Shizachas and Sefer, all didn't go into Eretz Yisrael because of the Chet of Lashon Hara. If Moshe Rabbeinu would have gone into Eretz Yisrael, Moshe Rabbeinu would have built the Beis Amikdash, like Chazal say, a Binyan Beis Amikdash which would have done, been done to Moshe Rabbeinu, could never be Nechaz, could never be destroyed. Everything that's happened since then, be it the Crusades, be it Chum Ba'ashish, Chum Ba'ashish, the Inquisition, the Holocaust, anti-Semitism, everything that's happened only happened because Moshe Rabbeinu didn't go into Eretzal. Why did he not go into Eretzal? Because of the hate of Lashon Ha. So Lashon Ha is the thing, is the one Avera which has put us, put us in the mess that we are in today. And that's why we've got a mitzvah of Zachayis Hashem Hashem Melekech Miriam. Remember what, what Lashon Ha can do and if you think about what Lashon Ha was, Miriam Anavi was a tzadikah. Miriam Anavi spoke to Lashon Ha, says the Ramban B'tzina. B'tzina Ta'an Atoyim. Why did she do it? She did it for Ta'elet. She told Moshe Rabbeinu was acting incorrectly and inappropriately. She did it for Tehillah. Says the Ramban Amodikiloshin. Had Tzadikah. Shaloi Dibra Ela Barachiyo Gemul Chasta. Who did she speak about? Her brother, who she was Moshe Nefesh. When she was 60 years old, she was Moshe Nefesh to save him. Asher Ahavti Kenasha. She loved him as much as she loved herself. Veloi Dibra Bafonov Sheyevish. And she didn't embarrass him. Veloi Bifnei Rabbim. Rat Beinola Bein Achiyo HaKadosh. Only between her and Aaron HaKoyim. Bitsin in private. So the Ramban, the Chom, Aser, Atevim, and all the all the Gevald Gemais and Tevim, and Miriam Loiha Ilua did not help her. If it comes to Lashon Hara, there's no excuses, and it could be that Miriam Avir was on a Madrega that Klali saw, and Lashon Hashem Tzav, three million people plus the Behemoth, all had water for forty years in the midst of his Chusa. She had Gevald against Chusim, but none of his Chusim would help her when it comes to Avir of Lashon Hara. Even though it was Litzelat, and even though it was Betzina, and even though she spoke about someone who she loved, Kenafsha, it doesn't work. That hate of Lashon Hara, which is still Merakit Beinenu, which is obviously still around amongst us, Vaisachait, it's something which we struggle with. And that's why when the Masadi Afsila decided to pick one of the Bakoshas, they picked the Bakosh of Mabre Davin, and that's what we have to be Machabin. The Tzoril is Shalom, help me. We've got this Gevaldi Gate to her to speak Lashon Hara, always with excuses. Excuses don't help. Miriam Anavir also had excuses. She did it to etc. However, it doesn't help. When it comes to Lashon Hara, Lashon Hara is a Messias of Tzorik Shlosh. It kills everyone, it kills everyone involved. Rebbeinu give me the siyat l'shmaya of Nitzor l'shoni meyor. Help guard my mouth that I shouldn't slip up. You want to know why it's so serious? Shteidach in the Gemara. Leimotza kodesh baruch hu klimachzik bracha leyisrael el hasholim. Rabbi Nefarshim, what's that klimachzik bracha? Let's imagine you've got a chreis, you want to save up money. So every day you put a chreis, say, a pound in your trousers, in your pocket. Every day, the entire week, the entire month, you're putting uh, the pound in your pocket. Showing what should you have by the end of the month? You should have a lot of money in there. You put your hand in the pocket, there's nothing there. But there's nothing there. Every day I put a pound coin in, what happens? There was a hole at the bottom. If you want to collect money, the first thing you've got to make sure is you've got a clean mastic. You've got something, a container, which doesn't have any cracks, doesn't have any leaks. If you fill the bath, but the plug's not in, it doesn't last, matter how long the tap is running for, it's not going to fill up. Says the Chavitz Chaim, brings from a Pasuk Mishlei, that before we ask the Bershim for all the Brachas, you have to have the Kli to be Mechabal the Brachas. Eit lo'imotzah kodesh bochu kli matzik bochal yisrael el ha-sholim. Sholim, the absence of sinah chinah, the absence of Lashon Ha, that makes the container. After we've got the container, without any cracks, without any leaks, 
then the Bershom can give us Bachas. But if a person speaks Lashon Hara, if a person is Nifshul in Sinachinom, then all the Bachas that we've got are falling into a keli with a hole in the bottom. There's a leak, there's cracks in the bottom, and it's not going to help. You're going to come up to Shemaim with all your pekelech of, of mitzvahs, and the Bershom is going to say it's not going to help, because you had a crack at the bottom of your tab. All the Bachas which you wanted to, and all the mitzvahs which you wanted to collect to yourself over the hundreds of years of your life, have all fallen through the crack. The Sotan comes to Rebbe Nishlelem on Yom Kippur and he wants to say Lashon Hara about all the Aveyas that Klal Yisrael have done by Meshach HaShonah. He says to Rebbe Nishlelem, I'm very sorry, but I don't listen to Lashon Hara. The Rebbe doesn't give a shush to the Sotan to speak. The Sotan says, one second, you're not going to listen to Lashon Hara from me? Well, let's see who we're speaking about. Shtetan Chazal, if the person he wants to speak about is a Baal Lashon Hara, the Rebbe is, is done a person, Midah Kenegi Midah, if this person is a Baal Lashon Hara, then he gives a shush to the Sotan to speak Lashon Hara about the person. If a person didn't speak Lashon Hara the entire year, it doesn't matter what other Averis he does, when the Sotan comes to the Rebbe Nishlelem, then the Rebbe Nishlelem says, I'm not listening, and I'm not going to be Mechabal Lashon Hara. So that's all a little bit what we should think about when we say these Gewaldige words, the Rebbein Shalom, the Nisoyin, the Shoyin, the Rebbein Shalom, give me see after the Shemai, we've got this tremendous Nisoyin of speaking Lashon Hara, Nisoyin, the Shoyin, the God, protect my mouth, my tongue, from speaking evil about people, as far as my lips, Midab Emimah, from saying anything deceitful, anything bad. This, the Vahad, is Dvarim Pshutim, and I haven't been Machadish or anything. The Ikah, what I want to speak tonight, is the Hemshech. Filim Kalalai Nafshi Sidoim, what does that mean? Fashtetzach, we understand you're not supposed to speak Lashon Avada, there are times when it's Te'eles, and yeah, you have to know. You have to know. Like Chvei's tray for meat, you're also allowed to eat sometimes if it's Bukwach Nefesh. Sometimes there are exceptions to rule when it comes to Lashon as well. Sometimes you have to know. There are gewisses times when you, ha- when you have to say Lashon You have to know. You have to ask Yashayla. As Yashayla last week, someone calls up. Someone's relying on them for Shaduchim. They know this person has mental health issues. Are you supposed to say you're not allowed to say too much? You're not allowed to say too little? These are Shilas, the same sorts of Shilas you'd ask in Hilchus Shabbos and Hilchus Bas Bachalot. There's a whole safe of Hilchus Lashon Hara. So we have to know when you are and when not. But afterwards, we add another tefillah. V'lim kalalai nafshi sidoim, v'nafshi ke'ofal akil Until now, we've been speaking about how a person can be mikalkal with his zibur. Now a person has to be careful that he is chas v'sholem, not nichshol, in the gewaldi gavayu of Lashon Hara. Sometimes, however, you find yourself on the receiving end. Someone spoke bad about you, someone spoke Lashon Hara, Moitzi Shem HaMechilis about you, and now you're on the other side of the table. And the question is, how are you going to react? How are you going to react to the fact that he spoke badly about you? Are you going to hold the grudge against him, etc.? We must follow to the Bernishlin and that, on the one hand, I shouldn't speak Lashon Hara, but on the other hand, if I'm ever on the receiving end, someone spoke about me, Vilim Kalalai, someone cursed me, someone spoke about me, Navshi, my soul, Siddim, should be quiet. So let's explain what that means. There was a Maitre, there was a Maitre of the Baruch Be. The Baruch Be from Kabbalist to Ashiva had a daughter who wasn't going in Shidduchim. And she got older and older, it wasn't going in Shidduchim. Finally, someone suggested Shidduch was actually a Baruch who learned that in the Yeshiva in Kamenit. And Baruch Hashem, she got engaged. She was Moedic happy. Her father, Baruch Meir, was Moedic happy. He bought him the Matonis, which was at the time accepted, a hat, a suit, and a watch. But they decided that Kamenit was a small little village. It's not perhaps the best place for him to stay during the Tukufa of the engagement. And he went to learn in a different town. She was ecstatic. He was ecstatic. Everyone was ecstatic, Baruch Hashem. A few weeks later, the Baruch Be'er gets a package in the post, a box in the post. He opens the box, inside the box was the hat, the watch and the suit. 
with a note saying the Shidduch is off, signed by the Chos. No explanation, garnish, nothing. The Bokhwe was absolutely Tzabokh, it was completely out of the blue. He couldn't suspect the coming of Tzabokh, and now he had to go to break the news to, to, his, to his daughter. Shine. Fast forward a few years. A few years later, Baruch Bear gets a letter in the post. A letter in the post from this ex-son-in-law, or ex-son-in-law-to-be, should we say. Someone who's never his son, who really broke his heart and broke his daughter's heart. And on the letter it says as follows, L'chvei I've been, I've been approached to become a Rav in a certain village, and they need a Hamlatsa. They need a letter of recommendation. I would like, please, the Rosh Hashiva to write for me a letter of recommendation. I know I broke the Rosh Hashiva's heart, and that's why I don't have the chutzpah to come to ask you in person. Please write me the letter. The is the letter, and he relived, he relived the entire, the pain, the agony, which he, this person, for perhaps no reason, caused himself and caused his daughter. And he took out a pen and paper, and he wrote a beautiful amlot. And he read the amlot again, and he read it again, but he wasn't convinced it was good enough. And he called in three bachim from yeshiva and, they said, and he said, I want you please to read this amlot, so what do you think about it? They read it, they said, it's absolutely beautiful. He said, can you read maybe between the lines? Can you read perhaps between the lines that, that I've got a little bit of a grudge against? And they read it, they said, remember this is the most beautiful amlot we've ever read. And then he said, thank you very much. He took it with the envelope and, envelope and all the pain in his heart, he put it in the post box. Someone who was on the receiving end, the receiving end of someone who, who was an imkalalai, someone who caused him pain, someone who caused him grief. But not only did he not, not only did he not um, reciprocate, not only did he not hold the grudge, not only did he not answer back, but rather when the enemy needed the table, he was happy to do it. And if you think this is a, something which perhaps only a Bach Beck can, can, can reach, I can tell you a story about a little boy. There was a little boy called Moshe Shik. Moshe Shik is someone who we know as the Maram Shik. Maram Shik was the Megidoyle Gidoyle Talmide Chasm Seifer. It's Yodua that the Maram Shik, when he was a boy, he was at a very, very, very shvachakot. He writes about himself. Very shvachakot. He couldn't understand Toshta Gemara. But he had such a rot and he had such a desire. And he never gave up. He tried again and again and again. And he heard his parents talking by night how upset they were. His mother was crying. Moshe tries so hard. He tries hard in Chede. He tries hard at home. And he just doesn't seem to get it. And he broke his parents' heart and he broke his heart. But he never gave up. He kept going. But the next day in Chede, when the Rebbe taught the Gemara again, he explained it once, he explained it twice. And before the Rebbe goes right, he says, does everyone here understand Pshat in the Gemara? And everyone nods their head. And Moshe Sheik picks up, his, picks up his hand and he said, no, I don't understand. This happened day in, day out. Because he had such a chuk, he had such a desire to learn. He didn't, he didn't care, he knew what everyone thought about him. He wanted to understand Pshat. So the Rebbe said the Pshat again. And he said, do you understand that? He said, no. And all the boys are smirking and all the boys are laughing and giggling behind his back. He doesn't, he doesn't bother him. He needs that. It does bother him. But Lamaiti wants to know. Shine, the Rebbe gets frustrated. Akhoponim, the Rebbe moves on. The Rebbe moves on. Further on in the Shir, the Rebbe says, now, Kindalach, he says, I want to ask you a Moedik Akasha. A very, very complicated, delicate, intricate question from the Holy Gechat and Sefer, the God Lado. Akasha full of pilpul, full of cheshman, full of lambdas. And the Rebbe explains this complicated question to all the Talmudim. And he looks around and he sees how everyone, their face is blank. No one seems to understand the question. It's a very complicated question. And the Rebbe looks around and the Rebbe says, did anyone here understand the question? And one of the boys shouts out, yeah, Moshe shit. At which point the entire class burst out laughing. If there was anyone, if there was anyone who didn't understand Moshe shit. But a boy can be a boy, and that's what the boy said, Moshe shit. And the entire class erupted in laughter. At which point, the Rebbe's face went white. 
And the Rebbe shut his Gemara and the Talmudim realized that something is going wrong. And he shut his Gemara and the Rebbe started crying. And the Rebbe said, I don't know what I've done wrong that the Rebbeinishim would let such a thing happen in my class. If I suppose there's something wrong with me that such a thing, someone can be mevayish in such an awesome way could happen in my class. The boy who said it realized how, how, how wrong it was and he obviously regretted what he did but it was too late. Once the word escaped his lips, it's gone. And the Rebbe said, we have to do tshuva. All of us have tshuva. I have to do tshuva. I don't know what happens. And you can hear a pin drop and no one knows. And the Rebbe says, I can't continue. And no one knew what, how this is going to play out. Suddenly one of the boys spoke up. Who spoke up? Moshe Shik. And Moshe Shik says to the Rebbe, Rebbe, it's no problem. He meant it as a joke. He didn't mean to check me. It's fine. So I'm not the It's absolutely fine. It's absolutely fine. Let's just carry on learning. At that point, all the boys in the class realized they were sitting amongst greatness. If a boy of that age, a young boy, who was on the receiving end of someone who could be Mavayish and Barabim in such an awesome way, and his reaction was not only to react and not only to answer back, but he'd say, hey, it's fine, it's a joke, he didn't mean it. The Rebbe turned around and the Rebbe said, I now see we're sitting amongst greatness. This boy will be a god lado. The Kachava, the Rebbeinu Shlelem, opened up his mind. And the Chovis Avovah says, when the Mishnah says in Avos, it doesn't just mean about money, it means about Kishroinus. Someone who tries hard when he's only, he's got shvacha kishrenis, the Rebbeinu will give him, will bless him with bigger kishrenis. And that's how the Mahamashik became the Mahamashik. So you want to know what it means, Vilim Kalalai, someone who curses me, someone who speaks bad about me, someone who embarrasses me, Someone who uses their Kaya Khadibu against me and I'm on the receiving end, Nafshi Siddham, I should be quiet. Oh, but if you think about it, perhaps the Loshan should have been not Nafshi Siddham, my soul should be quiet, but rather P Siddham, my mouth should be quiet, my lips should be quiet, I shouldn't answer back. Now it seems from here that we're not just, ask, we're not just asking the Revolution to give us the not to answer back. But even in my soul, the depths of my soul, I shouldn't even hold a grudge against him. But in Kalalai, someone cursed me, not only should I not answer back, but Nafshi, the essence of my soul, my Nishoma, Siddham should be quiet. I shouldn't bear reaction in any way. Not to react, not to be affected. And if you think about it, however hard it is, however hard it is to guard your lips, that you shouldn't speak Lashna, perhaps it's even harder. But in Kalalai, Nafshi, Siddham, when you're on the receiving end, not only not to answer back, but not even to feel affected, not only to, in the depths of the Nishoma, not to feel touched, but like this, like this, when a person like Ran Labor always used to say, the most precious thing in the world is Bizyoyna. Someone's Mavazi, you, you should embrace it. The Socha Madrega, Al Chavin Eitisol, his Zayda, his wife Zayda, is a big Oisha in America. And he had this Minerg, should we say, that he was always looking to buy, to buy Bizyoyna. He was always looking. He knew that Bizionis is the passport to my boss. There were many, many mices with him. One, and whenever he bought Bizionis from someone, he always made sure to have a shtar. I'm buying you Bizionis from you. There was one mice, for example, where he's by a chasna. There was by a chasna where the chasna, the Balsimcha, said, I don't let any people, any collections by the chasna. It's going to ruin the simcha, etc. One fellow came in and one fellow went around collecting. At which point, I don't know if it was the Balsimcha or one of his shlichim goes up to him and shouts him, Barabim, who do you think you are coming collecting the chasm? Don't you know the Balsimcha is much crazy? You don't let it. It's not Mishmavayish and Barabim. The fellow goes running out of the hall. This fellow runs after him and he says, I saw how you mavoyish you are. I saw how embarrassed you are. I want to buy those bizionists for you. I'm prepared now to write a, a check for $10,000 to buy those bizionists. The only was masking him. He took out a checkbook and he wrote a check for $10,000. He took out a, a notepad and wrote, I'm selling you the chasm of the bizionists. This, this, this Gevir, who had so many of these stories, he was asked to be buried with a bag full of stories where he was trained of Bizyonis. Because that's my passport to Elmabar. Someone who's Mivuyish, someone who's on the receiving end, and he doesn't answer back, rather he's Makabal, he swallows it, he doesn't even hold a grudge, 
such a thing that's a possible to Eilam Abba. In fact, when David HaMelech asked the Vernish Shlelem, Vernish him, Shomo Nafshi, Kichos is on you, stay talking to him, Shomo Nafshi, look after me, why Kichos is on David HaMelech calls himself a Chosid, a pious person. Out of all the Chosid, all the Maishim Tevim of HaMelech, why did he call himself a Chosid? Which the Chosid did he go to the Vernish and say, Shomo Nafshi, stay talking in Medrash. Shomo Nafshi, Kichos is on you, Omer Vuna B'Shem Call me Shishimea Kililosai, someone who hears, someone who speaks, Mekalalim speaks to Hashanah, the Shaisik, and he keeps quiet, Nikko Chosid, he's called a pious person. Therefore, David, Shishoma Kililosai, David who heard people embarrass him, and Mekalalim, like Shimi Ben Gerev, is Shosak, and he was quiet, but then who Shikko Chosid. So when David Amelech is going to the Benishim and saying, Shoma Nafshi, Benishim, I beg of you, look after me, why ki Chosid on me? I'm a pious Yid, in which the Chosid am I turning to, in all my Chosid? The chutz which David HaMelech turns to the Bernishim is Shamati Kililosi Vishosakti I heard people be Mekalalim and I kept quiet That's a Gevadim Adreg It sounds easy when we're talking about it But in the heat of the moment When someone says something Someone is Mavayish Someone says Lashna or whatever it is You can feel so bitter You want to answer back And even if you manage To bite your tongue Not to answer back Can you say the deep deep down in Neshama Nafshi Siddhan My soul is quiet My soul doesn't bear grudge Like bear like the man Shik Like David HaMelech Das is showing him Adreg But the MS is it goes further. What does it mean, my soul should be like offer, like dust of the earth? There's a famous verse from Chasm Sofer that Avraham Avinu said, Sofer and others have said the same verse. What's the chiluk? What's the difference between offer and eifer? Why was Avraham Avinu comparing himself to both offer and eifer? Why do you need two masholim? Says the Chazan Zofer, there's a very intrinsic, you say to stick a difference between offer and Eifer. Offer has no past, but it's got a future, it's got a potential. You can plant an offer in dust and something will grow. It has no past, it doesn't come from anything, but it's got a future. Eifer is ash. Eifer has a past. It used to be a piece of wood, and now you burnt it, it made it into ash. So it's got a past, but it has no future. You can't plant anything in Eifer. So offer has a future, and Eifer has a past. When Avraham Avinu is such an honor, he wants to say, I've been garnished, he can't say, I'm offer, because if he says, I'm offer, that means, although I've got no past, but at least I've got a future. If he compares himself to Eifer, says the Chassan Sefer, then he'll say, I might not have a future, but at least I've got a past. Says Avraham Avinu, I've been offer of Eifer, I'm like offer that I've got no past, and like I'm Eifer, I've got no future. I've been mamisha garnished. I've come to Chassan Sefer. Comes out that the, the offer means, offer means someone who's got potential, someone who's got Potentially, you can, I might not have a past, it could be right now I'm not worth anything, but I've got chayat, you can plant in me, and you will, you will bear fruit. You can plant a seed with me, and something will come out of it. So offer means ich bin offer, and you can now come and plant your seeds, and I will help you grow. V'nafshi ke'ofer al-keltir Even someone who's mekalal me, not only should I not bear a grudge, not only should I not answer back with my mouth, not only should I not hold a grudge in my heart, v'nafshi siddhoin, my soul should be quiet, but my reaction should be, I should still turn to this person and say, I'm offer, I'm here to help you. Use my potential, sow your seeds in me, I'm prepared to give back to you. I'll be Mishalim Tova Tachazor. V'nafshi ka'ofa la kilti. If we would have said v'nafshi ka'ifa, that means as far as you're concerned, I'm finished, I'm ifa. I've got nothing to do with any anymore. Don't come to me for Tova, don't come to me for Alvaris, don't come to me for faith, for whatever you want. No, v'nafshi ka'ofa la kilti. If someone who's mavaiched me like that, my soul should be like offer. Like offer, which is something which has a future. So now we understand. Now we understand what it means. On the one hand, we must follow to the Bainishim and Tzolish Shani Meyot Fasai Medabe Mimo. We must follow to the Bainishim to help us 
conquer this Gewalt of, of, of Lashon Harabs in a cinema, we shouldn't be the one Chasushan to speak the Lashon Harabs. On the other hand, we've got a hard in Israel. That when we all do it, no one is perfect, and sometimes people speak about us. And people use their Koyach Adibu, which is so powerful and so awesome, like we said in the beginning, with Hashem, Shemayim now, so they use that Koyach Adibu against me. So in Svalot to the Bainish, when that happens, someone who curses me, someone who speaks, number one, let me not answer back. Number two, not only my mouth, but even my heart, my soul, Nafshi Sidon, my heart should be quiet, I shouldn't bear grudge. Not only that, Nafshi Ke'ofalakilsiyabuad, I should turn to Sel and tell him, still to you, I'm still off, I'm not Aether, but I'm off, I'm prepared to give back to you, plant in me, come to me, and I'm, he- I'm prepared to help you in the future. That's what it means, Nafshi Ke'ofalakilsiyabuad. In case we don't have time to continue, in case the person thinks that the power of Dibba is so scary that you, know, you, can, you can break a lomus and perhaps, and perhaps you should be quiet, you know what, I'm not, I'm not going to say anything then. I'm so scared of opening mouth, I'm not going to say anything. No, if we carry on, you do have to open your mouth, you have to use it for you have to use it for etc. That's the Emshachat Or we've learned a little bit about what it means speaking Lashna and also being on the receiving end. There's one more Pshat. There's one more Pshat. Pshat. Offer is a zach, which right now we trample on offer. The person, while, he, while he's alive, he tramples on offer. The offer is on top of him. Offer is something which, in the meantime, in the short term, you're on top of them, you're on top of the offer, but in the long term, the offer will be on top of you. When the Rebbeinu told Klal Yisrael, told Yaakov Avinu that his descendants, they will be like offer, meaning in the short term, people will be trampling on them. Or in the long term, they'll be on top of everyone else. We're living in a time of Golas where they're going to trample upon us. With the offer, they trample upon us. They despise us. They mamish look at us like the dust of the earth. We have to remember we're offer. It's true right now, we're offer. But, like the Rebbeinu says, offer one day will be on top of you. Like the same is true with every individual. In the short term, he tramples on the offer. But in the long term, the offer is going to be on top of him. The same is true with Klali Sol. We misspell us with the Rebbeinu, we should be zerfed at the time. But Nafshi Ka'ofa La that Klali Sol as a whole, and us as individuals, should be zerfed to see the second half of the offer. Then the Goyim are not trampling on us, but rather, we're trampling on them, but we have to tell the Gemeri Gomeno, Amen Gomeno.